Welcome to On Texas Football. I am Joe Cook. Today, I am joined by Justin Wells. And even though it's on Texas football, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball today. Uh, the Longhorns had a come-from-behind win, their second straight uh, Big 12 win uh, last night, Wednesday, versus TCU. Came from 18 points down. Then we're going to talk about the other big news from yesterday. Trey Owens, Cypress Sci-Fair quarterback in the class of 2024, commits to Texas what his commitment means, what the Texas quarterback room looks like. Talk a little bit about what A.J. Milwee's brought to his position group before doing a small preview uh, of the upcoming junior day on the 21st. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to On Texas Football, come to InsideTexas.com. You can get access on all our premium content until August 31st for just $29.99. Great deal. Junior days, spring ball, summer official visits, uh, training camp, all the different stuff. Great opportunity to get all that. So, Justin, I know it's on Texas football, but a little bit of hoops last night, and that was one of the most exciting games I think I remember watching uh, and seeing the Longhorns play in um, in a long, long time. Yeah, at least it was for the second part of it. Uh, First part, TCU came out. Looked a little like Kansas State was hitting everything, playing really well. Um, guys, you know, basketball is a game of runs, and and, and you just have to to to, to you know uh, hold the storm until you can get um, get your run in. And and what's funny, I thought was how much Timmy Allen's play I thought really really gave him a boost, especially down low. Uh, I, I thought he was a guy that was creating shots for himself which is something that this team needs. Uh, Marcus Carr hit a three from Rainy Street to give them their first lead, and uh, they never looked back. It's a big win, and like I tell people, you know, in Big 12 play, it's a roller coaster. You're going through hell twice a week. Uh, Each game is going to be its own story and its own adventure, and last night was, was certainly one in Moody Center. Yeah, I think one thing, if you look at that first half, um, Texas is not going to be able to – they're not going to have the size of a lot of other teams. Uh, not to say that they're undersized, but they, they are a little bit. You know, Dylan DeSue isn't this big bulking guy, even though he's 6'9". And Christian Bishop at 6'7", he'll play in the post, but he, he's 6'7". Um, you know, TCU had some guys on that front line that were able to give Texas some problems. But it wasn't just that. It was also just bad defensive rotations – uh, and combine that with some bounce of the ball that TCU hustled a little bit harder for. Uh, that helped TCU build that lead in the first half. Texas also just, as they seem to, to kind of be, couldn't hit a three. Uh, they were one of t- or two of 14 in the first half, something like that. They're, they're one of the best inside-the-arc shooting teams in the country, uh, but when it comes to outside-the-arc, it's real hit or miss. They also weren't getting to the line. But, but you're right. In that second half, it started a little bit with Timmy Allen, a little bit of an isolation player, but sometimes he can really get things going in isolation uh, right around the elbow, stuff like that. And then at a certain point, uh, Serge Abari Rice and uh, Dylan DeSue just really took the game over. Uh, if you go to Inside Texas, you'll see my write-up. And there were really three portions of that game. That first half, that was all TCU. Uh, basically the second, what was it, 15 minutes, 21 seconds. And then at the end, it was just a back-and-forth affair that Serge Abari Rice helped to to take over. So a big win for Texas puts them at three and one in big 12 play, a bunch of the different leaders 
in the conference are four and zero. I think it's Iowa State, Kansas, uh, Kansas State, maybe one more. Can't remember what the other one was. If Texas has any aspiration to win a Big Twelve regular season title, um, they they had to win that game. It's not a yeah. must win, but they wanted to keep things going and you know stay just one game back through four games uh, of conference play. Um, Justin, have you seen a shot fake as good as Serge Ibari Rice's? I, I, I joked with, I think, Timmy Allen and, and Marcus Carr when they were at a media availability the other day, and they said, you know, he's gotten everybody. And that was uh, that held true again last night, it seemed like. My favorite one was the one against Oklahoma in the first game in Big 12 play. That shot fake on the baseline where he was able to get his guy in the, in the air, and he goes and just absolutely crams it. Um, yeah, he, he listen, you know what you know what you know what makes a good shot fake work? Making shots. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And, and that actually, you know, Rice has good form. He has great form, actually. I, this is a kid. I, they're getting so much more out of him than I thought they would long term. And, and, and Rice is a fun player. Some of these guys, they've got that, they've got that, that competitive gamer gene. Carr's got it. Allen's got it. Tyrese Hunter's got it. Uh, and Rice has been able to add that as well. And, you know, they're beating – they beat the number seven team in the country, number 17 team in the country. DCU's having a great year. Jamie Dixon's doing a tremendous job. With that group in Fort Worth, uh, like you said, that's a good win just to stay, you know, in, in the thick of things in Big 12 play, but also knocking off another top 25 team. That's always good for the resume. That's always good when when the uh, selection committee uh, decides what, what seed you should be. But yeah, J- Sirbari, Sir Jabari Rice, that that man, when 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 he does a pump fake, half the stands go the other way, and uh, that's a good sign. That means you're hitting that J, is what it means. Yeah, I think he's one of the best. He's just a great all-around basketball player, kind of a six-man yeah. in his role right now. But uh, some of Tech's best players over the past couple of years have been six men. I mean, Andrew Jones was at last year, and he started scoring towards the end of the year. Um, now you have Serge Barry Rice, who's playing a very similar role. Um, so Texas Tech comes to the Moody, to the Moody Center uh, this Saturday. Uh, a little bit less intrigue with that game now that Mark – or excuse me, that – Chris Beard is not the head coach. Less intrigue also that it doesn't seem like Texas fan or Texas Tech fans figured out the ticket passcode for the Irwin Center because uh, they're not playing there and there was no ticket passcode for the Moody Center. Uh, and as you saw last night, it's just a raucous environment. The Moody Center really helps the, the crowd get into the game, helps the team, and so much more. So should be a really fun one on Saturday. Mark Adams' crew coming in. Kind of struggling, kind of some off the court issues and in turn not turmoil, but uh, no, there's rough some turmoil waters in Lubbock. Lubbock. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that gets going. But the other news yesterday uh, was that Texas made an addition to its court to its 2024 class. Uh, they already had two guys in the boat, and Hunter Modden and Jaden Allen. Now they have their quarterback, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. AJ Milwee went to Houston area uh, quarterback. Uh, Trey Owens, a six foot four, around two hundred pound guy, plays for Cy Fair, uh, three star prospect, number four sixty two in the on three consensus. 
uh, on three has him as the number 81 prospect in Texas. And look, I think you have to be uh, kind of honest with, with quarterback recruiting at the early, you know, about a year ago, Texas was targeting guys like Dylan Rayola and, and Julian Sayan, and even had a guy like Julian Sayan on campus. Fast forward about five months, Arch Manning commits to Texas, and you know he's a class of 2023 guy. And all these quarterbacks, for the most part, they they want to play. They want to play really quickly. Julian Sayan's a type of quarterback prospect who knows he can play pretty quickly wherever he goes. Same with Dylan Rayola. So Texas. <clears throat> Not to say they had to settle for a, a poor prospect, not that by any means, but they had to, to look for someone who would take a little bit more of a developmental curve while still showing all the traits that they have and want at that position. And that's what it seems like Steve Sarkeesian and A.J. Milwee got with, with Trey Owens. And that's what the 2024 quarterback take was going to be. You know, this is what we call the post-arch take. Um, it, a lot of five stars don't want to follow other five stars. Elite guys, that's just how they that's just how they, they they think. And and Trey Owens is a kid that actually, you know, I think he's underrated. I think this kid is probably a a, a four-star in some regards, just because of his tools. I mean, this kid has a whip. He can throw the football with ease. Very underrated passer. Threw for over three thousand yards last year, 34 touchdowns against six interceptions. Helped Cy Fair make a little run in the playoffs. I mean, that th- he uh he he did a great job. And this is a guy that Texas identified like six months ago that they've been on Owens for a while. He visited Texas a few times and essentially they had been, t- they had told him, we want you to be the guy in this class. We want you to be the guy uh, that comes after Arch Manning and, and Trey Owens jumped on it. Texas tech offered Baylor offered Washington state offered TCU was interested. A&M was interested, but at the end of the day, once Texas offered Owens was coming to Austin, it was just a matter of time. I remember when he got offered, I asked him when he was going to decide and he thought, Oh, sometime in the summer. And I thought that was never going to last. Thankfully he got it over with the second week in January. Whereas last year we had to wait until the third week in June to learn uh, where Texas quarterback was going to come from, from that, from that cycle. Now they get their guy. Trey's a good kid. He'll be in, he'll be in town for junior day on the 21st. Um, Yeah. You you have to be honest with the situation. A lot of guys were not going to come and follow Arch Manning. Now, what do you do for 2025? You go big. And that's exactly what this staff's going to do. They're going to go big in 2025, but with 2024, you get a kid that's kind of like a Malik Murphy. He's got the tools. He's got some some actual potential and talent. You just have to develop it. And, and that's what you want in the quarterback room. If you try to put too many five-star quarterbacks in a room, you know what you're going to have? A bunch of kids headed to the portal. Uh, you can't do that. That's not the best way to, to groom that room. And Sark has done a great job, and A.J. Milwee also have done a great job at, at cultivating that room. When you go from Quinn Ewers to Arch Manning, uh, Malik Murphy to Arch Manning, and now to Trey Owens, that's a really good – that's a great room. There, most of the schools in the nation would 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 kill for for a quarterback room like that. So give Sark and those guys credit. Uh, they've got to put it out on the field in 2023, and, and we think Quinn Ewers is destined for that big year. But Trey Owens is going to be the guy for 2024. And at the end of the day, they got their guy. This is that's something this staff is good at. If they identify a quarterback, more than likely they get their man. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it, it's a good chance to, to put some praise on to, to A.J. Milwee, who, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, he, he's got a good quarterback reputation going all the way back to his time at Washington and the USC. 
uh, helped Matt Ryan out at, at the Falcons and then even at Alabama. A.J. Milwee has been uh, a part of the, the Steve Sarkeesian quarterback recruiting process uh, since Sark got to Alabama, I think, in 2019. Uh, they've Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, he's been, he was an analyst at Alabama, I believe, and now he's the quarterback coach at Texas. Um, and he's been key. At, you know, we, we, Arch Manning doesn't really get to talk to the media much uh, by design, just kind of how he is. But you talk to him, and, and you talk to him, and he mentioned A.J. Milwee. Um, uh, sources behind the scenes have told us about how A.J. Milwee was, was key in the recruitment of Arch Manning. Huge, um, huge. And he was also, you know, key in, in Malik Murphy, key with, with Quinn Ewers. These guys, you know, they want to know who they're working with every day. And A.J. Milwee uh, has shown, you know, that he's able to help them get to be the prospects that they want to be. So, and that, and not, not to mention, he's got some offensive coordinator chops going back to his time uh, as a player uh, and going back to, I think it was Akron uh, where he led one of the better offenses in the Mac. So definitely a, a coach that deserves a lot of credit for building a room with Malik Murphy, Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, and now Trey Owens uh, should be a lot of fun. A lot of great tools and talent to develop there uh, in the, in the coming years for, for AJ Milwee. Um Trying to think what else, you know, with, with that, a lot of players, a lot of these recruits want to know who who's going to be throwing them passes. You know, some yeah. players like Hunter Mauden, who's probably going to be wide receiver at the next level, they see what Texas is is offering and in, in the school, the profile, the program, and and that's enough for them. But as we saw last year, there are a lot of prospects both in Texas and nationally who kind of waited on the Longhorns until they saw Arch Manning commit in late June. Same with offensive line. And then the, the, they swept through and uh, the wave came along. Now Texas is in a little bit of a different situation, closer to one that they had with Malik Murphy, but still a distinct difference with Trey Owens is in state. And a lot of the, you know, in the Houston area, there's talented prospects who will be able to watch Trey Owens play uh, in a in a decent district and and playing you know Cypress schools in the in the non district, uh, they'll be able to watch him play and watch him work and know a little bit better who they're working with. You know Malik Murphy, he was a well thought of prospect in Southern California and had an engaging personality, still does for sure. Uh, but a lot of these Texas kids didn't know who he was. Everybody knew who Arch Manning was, uh, but he was still. And, and, but that's a unique scenario. And then with Quinn Ewers. You know, he was a transfer. Uh, granted, very familiar with a lot of players in his class who uh, were thinking about coming to play for Texas, right. but it happened at the end of the, the cycle. I mean, that was in, what, December of, of 2021, like right before National Signing Day. So it'll be a little bit interesting to see uh, how Trey Owens, being a Texas-based prospect in the Houston area at a 6A school uh, in a talented area of Houston, um, how that'll really affect uh, the, the Texas recruiting efforts for skill players in the 2024 class going forward. And, and, and understand, you know, with skill guys, they'll see the field 
a little faster than the quarterbacks. So when you see 2024 receivers, you know, Texas is, is in a great spot right now with Micah Hudson, the top player in the state, top receiver in the state, one of the top receivers in the country out of Lake Belton. Inside Texas will be we'll, – we'll, we're going to go see him on Friday night at his basketball game. Um, they get to the field a little quicker. And so you're still going to have some overlap from the arch effect. And I think you're going to see that in the 2024 class. When I talked to Hunter Modden right after the last signing day, he had mentioned getting to know Arch at one of the last games they visited and, and knowing that this is going to be the guy that's probably going to be throwing me passes. And so while Trey is going to have the ability to, to, to try to rally some of these kids in this state to, to, to jump on board from a skill position standpoint, there's still going to be some overhang from, from Arch Manning. And, and if you see some, you know, some big receivers jumping in, it's, it's going to be a, a total package. It's going to be because of Arch, because they'll see the field a little faster. It's going to be because they've gotten to know Trey Owens a little bit better. This 24 cycle is going to be interesting, Joe. I, I don't know how to define it yet. It's going to be interesting. After you sign back-to-back top five classes, um, it, it, the, the expectations just get ramped up. And so there's going to be a lot of people expecting that with this cycle. And that's hard to, to measure right now, but they've got, they're off to a good start. They've got three guys in the, in, in the, in the bucket that are really good. Modern's one of the best athletes in the country. Jaden Allen has really kind of grown into his position and, and started to fill out his frame. BJ Allen's little brother. And now Owens is in the mix. And like you said, give Milwee credit. Milwee went to this kid's games. This Milwee went to visit this kid. Like, he put a lot of effort, and while we see Sark get a lot of credit for the quarterback takes, granted, you know, he's the guy, he's the, he's the, the main man at Texas. Milwee does a ton of work behind the scenes, and he was instrumental in all those guys, especially Owens. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, and, and you mentioning Hudson kind of is a good way to, to transition into talking about the January 21st Junior Day. Um, he's an invite. Uh, not sure if he's going to be able to be in town for that one. Uh, but some of the top wide receivers in the state of Texas have received invites for that junior day. Uh, and those receivers on the class of 2024, now they have a bit of better idea of who they could be catching passes from uh, during their career. Uh, another one, East Texas guy, a guy you're getting to know pretty well, Ja'Kyle Baker from Brownsboro. Uh, big body, uh, a little bit different than most other uh, Texas wide receiver targets, but still one of the more quality athletes within the state. Of course, Freddie DuBose, who uh, was at Shirts Clemens, now he's at Smithson Valley Smithson High School, Valley. Uh, coming off a, I think he's coming off a knee injury. One of the most engaging personalities you'll find as a recruit, but a, a, a kid who, and rightfully so, really enjoys the, the recruiting process, uh, especially for someone as talented as he is. Um, also, they're looking at a, a out of beach guy and or out, out of beach out of state guy and ryan pelham from long beach um you know these anybody wants to know who they could be catching passes from and it's still going to be very important we're updating uh the the junior day list constantly we should have one uh hopefully by the time this this video comes out and uh, we'll be there covering it every second at inside texas 
Justin, uh, I think that kind of hits everything we needed to touch on. Anything else that comes to mind for you? No, we're just ready for junior day. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of coverage there at Inside Texas. We'll be there for that Saturday. Um, that's always a fun event because there's just so many kids that come in. You get a real um, you get a real idea of just the size of some of these kids and their personality and their interest in Texas. And it it helps us kind of lay the foundation in the floor for this class. What it's going to be, uh, you know, what what what's, what are going to be some of the integral parts that, that put it together. Um, just a lot of fun. And then, like you said, Texas Tech on Saturday. Look, that that there is no love lost between those two programs in basketball. No matter who's coaching or who used to be coaching, that still there, there's still some some real hatred involved there. From that, and then Junior Day next weekend, we got a we got a ton to cover it inside Texas. Absolutely. So come on, give us a try again. You can get access until August 31st for only twenty nine ninety nine. Great deal. Um, you're going to want to stick around once the season gets going after you see all the content info we provide basketball season, baseball season. I don't think anybody does it better than inside Texas, uh, recruiting official visits, everything. Uh, also make sure you like this video, subscribe to our channel, uh, get all the best Texas Longhorns coverage videos on a daily basis, always talking about something on the 40 acres. So, uh, thank you to Matthew Hutchinson, our producer, Thank you to Justin Wells. Thank you to Rubble for his brief appearances. And uh, for Inside Texas and on Texas football, I'm Joe Cook. We will see you next time.